A Minneapolis man is shot by police. A woman professes she's a cat now, and an interesting word deemed an anti-LGBTQ plus slur is now banned on Reddit. You won't believe what it is. I'm your host, Zach, and this is Zach's Fact Shack. Hello and welcome back to Zach's Fact Shack. I am so glad you're here with me. Today we got a couple of stories to cover and they are convoluted to to say the least. But before we get going, I want to thank you for being such an ardent supporter of this show. I know that you could be listening to so many other podcasts and it does not um, it does not miss my attention that you have chosen to listen to this podcast and to keep things going here. And I just want to thank you for that. I will ask you one favor though. Go ahead and let your friends and family know about this podcast. Let them find out just how good this thing is and let them join our family here. Best place you can send them is to zacksfactshack.com. That's where they can uh, find follow links to their favorite player, whether that's Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever they want to do. You're able to go there and find a link to those locations as well as listing directly off of the website right there in front of you. It's also a place where you can donate if you so choose to help support this podcast. It's completely up to you. No requirement. But if you want to, I'm not going to tell you no. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get going with the first story for today. So we begin today with a story out of Minneapolis. Another shooting has occurred, uh, or a, the death of a black man by police officers has happened again in Minneapolis. Um, you know, Minnesota is where George Floyd uh, and his death took place. Um, so this is, you know, it's really close to home for you know the people that are there. Um, the thing that is interesting about this story is that it's BLM black lives matter. The organization uh, decided that they were going to uh, rally in front of the apartment where he was shot. This happened to also be the apartment of the person he was shooting at who was trying to get back to their apartment, to her apartment to get things that she could out of the apartment because she can no longer live there. This is this is going to be. I'm going to read the information from the Daily Mail and let you kind of understand what's going on. So the headline says, "This is not a George George Floyd situation. Floyd was unarmed." That was a quote. Minneapolis woman who was cooking when neighbor twenty started shooting through her door slams BLM protesters for defending him after cops shot him dead. Yep, that's about that. About sums up what happened. A, a Minneapolis mother berated Black Lives Matter protesters that gathered outside her home to protest the police shooting of her neighbor who was killed following a six-hour standoff that began when he opened fire within the building. Andrew, I'm not sure how to say this, but he has a nickname. I think it's Tekel, something along those lines, but his name is Andrew Sundberg, 20, was shot dead by police snipers in the city last Thursday. The slain man's family maintains that he was experiencing a mental health crisis when he was shot. During a protest at the scene of the shooting on Saturday, Arabella Foss Yarborough drove up to protesters and yelled, this is not a George Floyd situation. George Floyd was unarmed. This is not okay. 
According to the mother of two, she was cooking in her home on Wednesday night when Sundberg, who lived on the same floor, began shooting at her apartment. Now, this article has photos of that front door. And I can see one, two, three, four, five, six individual shots. But in the center of the door, I see a massive hole that looks like it was created by multiple shots. So seven plus shots into the door of her apartment while she was cooking dinner for her young children. She also goes on to say that he was fought, he shot through the walls and then followed her around the apartment but and to figure out where she was by looking through the, ho- the holes in the walls. The article goes on and says, The victim's mother, Cindy Sundberg, said at a press conference, I wish I could wrap my arms around her and tell her I am so sorry. Sundberg was an imperfect human. We're all imperfect humans, and he did not deserve to be picked off like an animal from the rooftop. Yes, he was an imperfect human, but he was an imperfect human who tried to kill someone. There, there are responses to that that are absolutely necessary by police officers. That's what they're supposed to do. The only question I have in this case, and we're waiting for more uh, footage to be released sometime this week to kind of explain what happened, is the shooting happened or took place and Yar- Foss Yarborough called the police. The police arrived. They go in to evacuate her and other neighbors in the apartment complex. And once they evacuated her, Soonberg began shooting at them again. Apparently, he had been harassing the uh, Foss Yarborough family for months. This is all alleged. I, I don't know any of that information. Uh, uh, this has all been in the report. Once that took place, that prompted a six-hour standoff. It came to a dramatic end when police snipers shot Sundberg around 4.30 in the morning. Officials had not said what action prompted the officers to open fire. That's the part where I'm not sure what happened. So what took place is that, uh, let me continue reading. The snipers were perched on a roof across the street from where Sundberg was holed up. The victim's parents said they were not allowed to communicate with their son during the standoff. The body cam footage should be released later this week. And Sundberg, a native of Ethiopia, was adopted at the age of four by his parents. He was one of eight children, three biological and five adopted. So before I go any further, the snipers were perched on a roof, according to this article, and there were two of them, and they shot Sundberg and he died. The footage has not been released of that yet. I'm not sure exactly what prompted the shooting. We just know that he that he was he was shot. Um, if he was not threatening someone at that very moment, I could absolutely see how this might be uh, legally uh, uh, some form of murder. Um, I don't know what that would end up being legally, like what the legal uh, term first, second, third, twelfth degree of murder. I'm not sure. But what I do know is the man shot at a family. He was absolutely armed. So the the idea that he wasn't is completely preposterous. That makes that that it's at, 
nothing true in that statement whatsoever. But that seems to be what the the BLM protesters were there. It's like, oh, he was another unarmed black man who was shot by police. Ah, oh, we have to be, we have to go and you know destroy everything and and protest. With, you know, I don't understand. I shouldn't say that. Not all BLM protesters are violent. Not all people who protest with BLM are rioters. It just happens to be that a large portion of them absolutely violently rioted over the summer of 2020. Um, That's what I remember of BLM is that that's what they did. What we have here, in fact, there's footage, um, cell phone footage that has been released of a, of the mom, uh, Ross Yarborough, pulling up to the apartment complex to try to get her what stuff she could out of her apartment uh, to try and create a life again. And they would not let her through because they were protesting. Uh, let's let you hear, hear her, for, her words here. So she she's screaming, this is not okay. This is not okay. George Floyd was unarmed. He was not. This is not okay. If you you hear at the beginning of the, of the video, she says that uh, she was there looking for her to get her items and they wouldn't let her through. Uh, one of the protesters shouts in the midst of that video, you're alive. It's like, yeah, not no, no, no kidding. She's alive because the cops showed up and rescued her. That's why she's alive. This guy apparently thought he needed to end her life. I don't know why. I have not seen any reports as to why that was the case, but that's what happened. It would seem to me that she had the right to be very upset that the person who was attacking her was being celebrated. Now, I will put this in there that the uh, parents uh, of... uh, Sundberg were there. In fact, it's one of the earlier voices that you hear saying that we're so sorry this happened to you. It must have been a terror, uh, a terrifying thing, something along those lines before she starts yelling again. It's like, yes, it was terrifying. It was terrible. And it was your kid that did it to me and nearly took my kids from me. That's her opinion. That's her view on this. Um, I had seen that there was a GoFundMe page that had been put up for the funeral expenses for Soonberg that had raised something around $20,000, $15,000 to $20,000. And a similar page had been made for Foss Yarborough and her family to try to get a new place to live and clothing and things like that. And it only at that time had only had something like $2,000 donated. That was put on Twitter by, you know, very, you know, uh, by larger accounts on Twitter that quickly took up. And now they, they, they now have 29,000, according to the writing of the daily mail, uh, they have $29,000 donated to them to help them start their life back over. But at the time when I had read it, there were people were outraged that uh, the funeral expenses for someone who had attempted to murder these people 
had was out raising the people who were, you know, were nearly killed that, 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 you know, Twitter had gone up in arms over that. Now I'm not sitting here telling you that we have all the information yet. We don't, uh, there seems to be a lot more going on that we need to look at and see what, see what else is happening. Um, but since the incident, Foss Yarborough has lost her job and she can't go home. Now, I do not know the reason for her losing the job. I don't know if she was irate or if she, you know, was um, just mentally incapable of holding the job anymore because of the, this this tragedy. I don't know. I don't know if she was fired because of things she had said. I, I don't know that part. It, it does not clarify here. What we do know is the sister of uh, Sundberg says that at a said at a press conference that quote a mental health crisis should not be a death sentence. It doesn't give police the right to perform an execution. Correct. It does not. You do not have the right to murder someone who is having a mental health crisis. But on the flip side, someone who is having a mental health crisis does not have the right to murder someone else either. Now, if you, as we continue on in these videos, you'll hear them. You know, she, she talks about the fact that she, her kids might have problems now uh, because they were nearly killed. They might have mental issues, mental disabilities. And somebody says, how do you know? It's like, well, it's a pretty good bet that they're going to have some stuff they got to work out with uh, a uh, psychiatrist or a psychologist or what it, whichever one it is. Um, yeah, they're absolutely going to have some stuff they got to work through being shot at whenever they're young children. That's, that's not something you just, just like, Oh yeah, that was nothing. That's just, that's, that's a Tuesday. That, that's not how this goes. Let, let, let's continue on. Let's, uh, let's see what else is going on in the, in this video that uh, has leaked from uh, the moment whenever Fosse Arbor confronts the BLM rioters. My kids have to deal with this and probably have a mental illness now because they almost lost their life. There's bullet holes in my kitchen how do because you know? he sat in the hallway watching my move. This Obviously going through a moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would. That's it. That's the understatement of the year. She's obviously going through a moment. Yes, yes, she is. She's been going through a moment since the guy tried to kill her and her kids. That's the moment. Sorry, that's but that's the moment. She's been having a moment since then. You can hear the dad saying in there, "We're so sorry. We wish this never happened to you." Things like that, and I can, I can, I can understand that response. I can understand that really, really well. In fact, uh, I understand it better than a lot of people might understand it. Um, as, as I had read earlier, Sundberg was a native of Ethiopia and was adopted when he was four by his parents. Um, his parents are white. He is black, but his parents are white. And they made the statement that if one of their three biological children had been in this they would have survived. It only it was only the fact that it was because Sundberg was black that he died. And I know that that happens. I know that that takes place in some cases. But I don't know that this was it. Perhaps more evidence will come out. 
and will say that it was, and I will absolutely bring that evidence as soon as I see it uh, to correct the, these statements. But I, I, I can't say that I necessarily agree. Um, I understand what it's like to have a brother that has determined he's going to go off and do his own thing, legal or otherwise. He's going to do his own thing. I understand that. I understand the cost that it puts on the family when that happens. I understand what it's like, you know, being able to adopt children that have come from rough scenarios and getting to see them grow up and make choices, sometimes good, sometimes bad, wanting to love them through all of it and still understanding that no matter what, if they have chosen to go down a wrong path, that was their choice. They chose it. It It's not your fault. Now, there are times where it could be where you truly, as a parent, neglected the child. But I know in my case, that's not what it was. My case was a stubborn child who wanted to do it their way, did it their way, and has suffered the consequences since. That's what has happened. It seems like from the evidence that we have right now, in this scenario, Soonberg decided he was going to do his own thing. Whether it was a mental health crisis or not, I don't know. But what I do know is that he had determined that he was going to try to kill this person and suffered the consequences of that decision. I do want to find out if the officers simply opened fire because they could after six hours of a standoff or if the officers saw a threatening motion where he was going to aim the gun out at the police officers out of his apartment. I don't know. Once we get that information, it'll be far more helpful. But one thing I do want to remember in this, this is something that uh, Foster Yarbrough said to the the rioters. I I want you to listen to this. Go home! What she's saying, and you see that it riles up the crowd, and I don't know that she's 100% accurate because it's a pretty large crowd. Any number of people could have been friends with him, um, could, have been, could have actually gone to his house many times. You, you don't know. But what she does point out is that no one cared about him until he was dead. BLM didn't show up to help and check in on his mental status. BLM didn't help whenever he had the crisis. They just showed up after everything was over and looked with 2020 hind vision and said, yeah, he had a mental health crisis and the cops shot him and that's awful and terrible and evil. And I will tell you this, that it's possible that that's exactly what happened. It is possible that the officers absolutely gunned him down in cold blood. It is a possibility because we're dealing with humans. But it's also a possibility, and according to the evidence we have right now, is the strongest probability is that this man forfeited the right to life when he tried to take someone else's life. That's what we have. That's what happened. Let's, let's move on from that. I don't know 
what else to say about the matter. I think that let me let me let me say this to end this segment and we'll move on to the next thing. Anyone that thinks someone is inherently better or worse because of the color of their skin is an idiot. They are evil. They, their, their ideology should be shunned because there's nothing good about it. I am not the sum total of the amount of melanin in my skin and no one else is either. And if you think otherwise, you're dumb. Sorry, you are. Maybe you're offended by this statement. I don't care. What I want you to understand, what I want you to know, is that if this person was shot solely because of the the amount of melanin in his skin, I will be just as mad as the next person. Because that's evil. It's terrible. It's wrong. And it should not. It should not happen. But what I can tell you right now is the evidence does not seem to point to that just yet. We will hold judgment and wait for all the evidence to come out, and then we can decide what really took place. Now, I got to cover this because this is, this is a little bit odd. I, I, I kind of understand, but at the same time, it's just dumb. Why, why would you do this? Why is this a thing? That, you, that somebody thought would be a good idea. So Reddit has banned, Reddit has banned the word groomer. Yes, the, the groomer. So I guess at this point now, if you use the word groomer, I don't know that this is the case, but I think it may just have to be done in certain areas, but are certain cases, but the word groomer, has now been banned by Reddit as an anti-LGBTQ plus whatever else they add in tomorrow as a slur. So here's the reason. Here's the reason why they're doing this. So when Florida passed their new law that was coined as the don't say gay bill by the left, one, again, it doesn't say anything about gay in, doesn't use the word ever in the whole bill. What it says is that you cannot talk about sexual orientations or sexually explicit things until the fourth grade. So kindergarten or pre-K all the way up to third grade, you can't talk. You can't talk about it at that point. Now, here's the thing. What it does allow for is let's say that a kid comes up to their teacher and says, hey, my two mommies, whatever, right? They can absolutely talk about that. But what they can't do is talk about it in a structured class setting. This is not to be taught to children in third grade or under, but yes, can be taught to kids fourth grade and over. I think the better name that uh, I've heard a few people talk about uh, would be a uh, wait till eight bill. Um, most, most people go into fourth grade between eight and nine years old. So they're just saying, Hey, just use, don't just wait till eight. Yeah. Here's the thing. That's why they're saying in response, the right started using the term. Okay. Groomer. Whenever anybody argued against the bill. 
they kind of just turned the left's principles on uh, against them. It was quite entertaining to watch, in all honesty. It was fun. Um, but what would happen is they would talk about how teachers should be able to talk about sexually explicit things with kindergartners. Teachers should be able to teach kids how to pleasure themselves. Teachers should be able to teach kids all of this stuff. That was what the bill was targeting against. That's what the bill was fighting against. Now, whether that it, it, it ends up doing that in the long run, I don't know. We're going to find out. But what we do know is that the people who argued against that, that reasoning of the bill, people rightfully said, okay, groomer, because the term grooming is in reference to pedophilia and the idea that a child rightfully is not prepared for sexual advances or sexual actions. So pedophiles will groom them. They'll say, but they'll say, well, this is fun. What about this? And they'll push that boundary a little bit and make them okay with that. Then they'll go to the next thing and make them okay with that and continue on until finally the action that the, the groom, that the pedophile really wants is no longer as out there and weird as that it would, would have once been to the child. That's where the term groomer and grooming comes from. Reddit is saying that that term has been used by and large against L- the entire LGBT community um, as, as a slur against them. I don't know that that's the case. I'm sure it has been because you know anything can be a slur at this point. But what I do know is if you're, the actions you are taking are endangering children for sexual preferences and pleasures, then yes, you are a groomer. Maybe not intentionally, but it's what you're doing. It's what you're allowing to be done. So whenever you have a drag show, which is explicitly sexual, and you're taking the children there, you're a groomer. Not only are you you're a groomer, you're making that you're making that normal the people who are supporting you doing that are groomers they're at least supporting a grooming behavior now does that mean that the parents are pedophiliacs no i'm not saying that at all but what i am saying is that now the child who should not have been introduced to sexuality like that at all whenever they're that young is now introduced to it That's now normal. It's okay to go to a parade and see a man butt naked dancing in the streets in in Pride Month. That's okay and normal. Okay, so then why is that not okay and normal at home whenever Uncle Billy comes over? Because that's what you've told the kid is okay and normal. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're saying when we're seeing grooming. I'm not saying that you... Uh, uh, are, are pedophile. I'm not saying that you want to do these things to children. What I'm saying and what the right as a whole is saying is that these actions are enabling pedophiles. And so you and your actions enabling pedophiles is a problem. I'm sorry, but it is. It's a problem. I'm not saying that gay people are pedophiles. Are there some? Yeah, there are heterosexual pedophiles. I'm not saying that transgenders are pedophiles. 
Are there some? Yes. Again, there are there are cisgendered, if that's the term you want to use, pedophiles. Pedophiles are pedophiles. That's that's just the way it works. But what I do know is that the LGBTQ plus AI whatever character else other character they can figure out is that 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 movement is now doing map minor attracted persons they're trying to make that a thing and they're trying to say they're trying to begin the push and say that the minor attracted person the pedophile isn't shouldn't be judged because of these attractions. It should be understood that they don't want to do these. They're not going to do these things because they're good people, but that's that they shouldn't be judged because it's just an orientation. I'm sorry. It's evil. Orientation or otherwise it's evil. It just is. So here's the thing. Do I think that Reddit has a right to ban the word groomer on their platform? Sure. They have that right. They're they're a private company. Go knock yourself out, kid. Do I think it's smart? No, I don't think it's smart either. Do I think that it's going to help in any way, shape, form, or fashion? Nope, don't think that either. What I know is that the vast majority of the LGBTQ+, whatever, letters and numbers you put in there movement are relatively decent people. I'm sure they're not, they don't really care. They just want to be left alone, but yet the people that are, that are speaking for that movement are not, they're not relatively good people by and large. They are crazy in most of what they're asking people to allow to be a normal thing in society. I'm sorry, but they are. If you want to go and stup somebody of the same sex, it's your right as an American. I think it's wrong that you do, do do it, but it is your right. Do I need to hear about it? No. Should I be forced to celebrate it every month, every June? No, I shouldn't be forced to celebrate it either. You should go do all of what you want to do by yourself and leave me alone. That's what, that's what, let's, let's make that agreement. How about that? How about you go over there and leave me alone? But the moment you start harming people, harming children with the philosophies and ideals that you are, that you are espousing, then we have a problem. And that's what I'm going to fight. That's what I'm going to stop you. And that's what I'm going to push back. And that seems to be where we're getting to, where the leaders of this movement are pushing us to there. Again, I think it's I think it's more immoral. I think it shouldn't be happening. But again, according to the, the laws of our country, you have a right regardless to do that. I'm not saying that you should do it. I'm just saying that you have the right to do it. You know, you have the right to look at pornography. And you shouldn't. It, medically, you know, scientifically now we're finding out that it's really bad for your brain. It's really bad for your body. It's not a good thing. But yet we do it. We don't say that you shouldn't do it, that it's, you know, an evil thing. It, it, it is, but we don't stop you. I think that there's, a, but I think even with pornography, there's, a, there's an argument to be made that it's not harming just you. It's harming the people who are in the industry, whether they want to be there by force 
or they want to be there or they're there by force. These people are being harmed because you can't control your own desires. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. Sorry, but it is. I say that to myself. You know, I, I have, I have desires that I have to say, nope, you don't need to act on that. That's bad. That's a terrible part. Don't do that because everybody has those desires. The point of growing up is to learn how to control the desires that you have. Everyone has desires that are good and desires that are bad. And you should control those desires because they're bad. You should not have those desires just go out there and say, I'm proud of this desire. No, that's, that's dumb. And that goes, that goes to the next thing I want to talk about. So, if you, I don't know if you know, but if you've been on TikTok, there is a page called uh, Libs of TikTok. And all it does is it finds footage that the liberals, Libs of TikTok, that the left has put up on TikTok and in some cases other places as well, telling you what they really think. You know, a lot of the times politicians, they don't tell you what, you, what they really think, right? They just tell you what will get, the, get them votes. So you let the person, the people tell you what they think, whatever they think you're not listening. So Libs of TikTok curates all of these videos from the left and he, they, they, she, she puts them out. Well, this one happens to be a lady and her friends who decide that they are cats. And she walks us through what that means let me let me play you the, the beginning of this clip here be teaching you guys some ways that my friends and i meow to one another to communicate when words just seem a little too difficult so here we go okay so first off we have the normal meow that we just use mostly to get each other's attention meow okay then we have the dissatisfied meow then the angry meow, but we only use this one on rare occasions because overall we're a very happy kid and family. Meow. Then the happy or content meow. Meow. I don't know about you, but I remember whenever I was a kid, we used to play make-believe. And... We would imagine ourselves to be all kinds of things. I think I was a T-Rex at one point. That was fun. Uh, I think I was a horse at another point. Um, I don't think I was ever a cat, but maybe a lion or a tiger. You know, a big roaring cat, big strong thing. But that's when I was a kid. Because I have the mental capacity of an adult, not a kid anymore. And I look at this and I watch this world, this girl, and I'm like, you truly honestly think that you are a cat? Really? Are, if so, we have problems. We need to discuss the no, high number of problems that we have here. Why do you think you're a cat? Why do you think that, why do you think it's normal to think you're a cat as an adult? Why is that? How? I don't understand. Why is this, why is this a thing? And she calls them their kitten family. I, I don't know. It, I don't think these are kids. I think it's just a bunch of other people in her house, I guess. I'm not sure. It's not clear from the video if that's the case or not. But why kittens? 
why is it suddenly the child of the species you think you are that that's because you realize that cats don't live as kittens that's that's why they're called cats they grow up and why 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 do why does it seem like these fetishes always have some sort of child aimed desire like kittens real it's not enough for you to say that you're a cat but you have to tell you that you're a kitten one this lady is at least 20 years old she's got to be right at the 20 years old 20 22 something you know anywhere in that give or take a year or two on either side she is not even a quote unquote kitten of human species forget a cat she is not a kid she's not a kitten cuz she and she's not a kid she is a full grown adult and she's meowing because words are too hard uh, what how how is it how is it okay how is it a good thing to deem that this is how is this a good thing i'm i i know i'm rambling i'm just trying i don't understand she said she made the statement that we use these meows when words aren't sufficient or words are too hard i think is what she said okay you, you when i was younger i would get really really mad and i wouldn't use my words you know what the first adult would tell me? They would say, use your words. Because I would usually be bawling because that was just me. If, I was, if there was anybody going to be crying about something, it was going to be me. That was, I was that kid. My parents, my parents, the teachers, whatever, they would always use your words. You know why? Because that's what human adults do. We use words. Not meow. We use words. Now, this is this is not over yet. This is this is not the end. She has more scarier meows that she uses. And if I had to listen to it, so do you. Okay, then one of the most important ones for our kitten family is the I wanna go potty meow. It took me a really long time to master this meow because it it needs to be really specific in order for my kittens to understand. Okay, this is the most important meow for me, and it's the I need help wiping meow. What? I. Why don't we just use the words... I have to go to the bathroom. Why don't we why don't we do that? At what point is life so difficult that you can't say those words and a meow would do better? At what point is that a, is that a thing? Really? And then I don't know about you, but I hope and pray that as an adult human being I do not ever need assistance wiping my rear end. But 
seen as how I would like to live to an older age, I can understand and see how that would be a possibility. But at no point do I ever think that I will ever intentionally use a meow to tell you I need help to wipe my rear end. I don't see that as a thing that's going to take place. Eh, No, just not. Because if I get to the point where I need you to help me wipe my rear end, I am not going to be happy about it, and I am not going to meow about it. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Maybe you think I am weird and old-fashioned, and that's fine. You have the right to think that. But here's what I'm going to tell you. I don't care. Because this is creepy. Now, there's one more part of the clip that I want to show you. And I will tell you, I will give you a trigger warning right here. This is creepy and it's weird and it's disgusting. But I'm going to let you hear it and let you determine what you think about it all on your lonesome. Okay, and last but definitely not least is our in-heat meow, and we use this when we need a little bit more special kitten attention. Yes, she said in Meow. Meow. Yeah, yeah, so I made you you listen to that because I listened to it. But I did give you a trigger warning. That, That did happen. I told you, I told you it was a bad idea, but did you listen? No. You kept going. You kept right on with the podcast right there. I told you it was a bad thing, and you still kept listening. That's not on me. That's on you. Sorry about that, but that's just the way the thing is. How kidoki. I just, I don't understand. Why do we have to make these fetishes a thing that's okay, that the rest of the world has to accept and say is a beautiful, brave thing? Like, I don't understand. One, why do I care? Why does, why does this have to be a thing that anybody watches? Why do we care? Uh, I, know, I know that I am over here playing this audio for you to hear and, and laugh at, but my thing is that someone somewhere thought that this was a thing, unironically, that needed to be said. Unironically, this is a thing that needed to be said. I don't know why. But that's what they said. So I just had to get it so I could have a laugh. This has been a really long episode. We've had a lot of stuff going on. It's not been the greatest of things, but I did end with some humor. And that's that's what I wanted to do. I did end with some humor just for you fellas. You know, sometimes I don't want to end on a despairing, terrifying, horrible thing. So I go with some humor. But... I will do this as well because I know some of you have been here since the beginning when I had all of the random and weird facts. So I wanted to bring some of that back today with this quick random fact just for you. For those who came to the end of the podcast and didn't give up, you came here. This is for you. Did Have you ever wondered why someone who is named O'Hara or someone who is named Macbeth, where that comes from. So, in Ireland and Scotland, they have these the uh, this, these phrases that are used in front of a name to denote whether you are a son 
or grandson of someone. Now, we'll say this, that in Scotland, they do not have the term for grandson, but they do have it in Ireland. So in Scotland, you would only see the Mick uh, term. So you have McDowell, Macbeth, um, McCormick, things like that. They denote that you are the son of Beth, Dowell, or Cormac, or Cormac. This, that's where that term comes from. In Ireland, you have the O. You also have you have the Mick. You have the O as well, and that O is the saying that you are the grandson of someone. So, the idea being that uh, maybe your uh, your grandfather is more well known than your father in this particular case. So you take on the name of your grandfather because of what he had done. Now, this is before surnames became finalized. Nope, this is the name you have from here on out, and you just keep going. You would take the father's name or the grandfather's name as your name. So you would say, with me, I am Zach, son of Clay. Um, If I was, uh, I guess if I was Irish, I would be, or if I was Scottish, I would wrong along the lines of uh, Zach McClay. Hey, that doesn't sound half bad if you ask me. I might have to take that. If I want to change my name later on, it'll be Zach McClay. How about that? Um, Or if I was the grandson, I would be um, Zachary Thomas or um, Zach O'Leary. I'm telling, dude, these are good names. I'm going to have to keep these. I'm going to start using these as pseudonyms. How about that? It's going to be Zach O'Leary and uh, Zach Thomas or Zach McClay. I like this. I'm going to keep this, guys. Look at that. I found something fun in a random fact, and it brought me joy. I hope it brings you joy. But sadly, this is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you come back next time for more facts, more random facts, maybe, more stories with Zach on Zach's Fact Shack. We'll see you next time.